Aloha everyone. Welcome to Hawaii Abroad Audio Podcast. This is a place where you can listen, learn, and understand Hawaii's people and its place. I'm your host, Auntie Max. And on this show, I release two episodes each week. Topics on Monday, which is called Mana'o Monday, shares about Hawaiian culture lessons. And on Fridays, which I call Aloha Friday, I highlight former Hawaii residents by talking story with them about their relocation journey and experiences. My goal is to share the stories so that we can all learn about others and understand the different situations because the more we know, the more we grow. So today is Aloha Friday and I am interviewing a very wonderful woman that now lives in Las Vegas, Nevada. Her name is Miley Ai. I'm going to let her share and let you know her background, where she's from and so on. So let's get started. Aloha Miley. Thank you for joining me today. Aloha Auntie Max. Aloha. So we're going to get started. And why don't you you start by sharing, uh, giving a little introduction about yourself, sharing where you came from, where you live now, where you reside now, and a little background about your journey. Sure. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate this opportunity, first of all. And I mahalo you for doing what you do, because it's very important to the people of Hawaii that generations, you know, they're moving away now. But sorry, again, my name is Maile Ai. I was, my maiden name is Kasabar. Uh, parents come from Kauai. And I was fortunate enough to have a biological father and a an adoptive father. So I have a Campos side, both Filipino, and a Kasabar side, both from Kauai, Koloa and Waimea. My mom is from Honolulu. Her maiden name is Jeremiah. Uh, Hawaiian name would be Koholua. And I was born and raised in California. Moved to Las Vegas in 2017 from Hawaii, where we went with my family and my um, spouse, who was in the Navy at the time in 1988. So I was actually over there for about almost 30 years. Um, and now I reside in Las Vegas, the Ninth Island. Nice. Wow. So you've been really moving a few places, yeah? So I was wondering, when it comes to that relocation process, yeah, um, how is that process? I mean, you know, when people move, they got a lot of ukano, they got a lot of their stuff, you know, maybe their car or whatever. So um, what was that process? How did that process look like for you? Well, first of all, it was a really rough decision because it came after a separation in my family between my husband and I, but it was, it was to a point where I needed to move to get myself on my two feet, uh, until I could, you know, cocoon my own children. Um, my four children still live in Hawaii. I have three mo'opuna and the process was difficult to navigate because all the ukana, like you said, we have. I just got rid of most of it. Um, it's easier to just come here and start fresh and to not carry all kinds of stuff around with you, you know, start fresh with all your new things. And it's cheaper because sending over all the stuff, I used like UPS just to send over large boxes 
prior to my actual move. And the car, I just left it there and bought a new one here. Totally makes sense because, yeah, it costs a lot just to transport everything. And the mainland is pretty much cheaper than Hawaii. Yes, Yes, definitely. Replace things. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Mm -hmm. So how is it here? I mean, there's so much differences in Vegas compared to Hawaii, especially with the weather, the people, the food. So can you share a little bit about comparison between each place? Sure. Um, Coming from Hawaii to Vegas was another difficult decision, mostly because of the weather. Um, I visited Vegas in the past and I know how hot it can get. (laughs) And it's a very dry heat. I mean, I grew up in California and it's similar, but we had more rain in California and the cooler, um, you know, weather since we were closer to the ocean. But um, since I've moved here to Vegas, I've learned to appreciate the beauty that this place has. We all love the beauty and the greenery and the smells. Oh, I can just feel it now. (laughs) Just thinking about Hawaii. Um, All the things that you miss about it and love about it, you just have to take in your surroundings where you currently are and appreciate. Because I always tell the kids, oh yeah, you know, you appreciate all the greenery of the ko'olaos and the u'a coming down and how beautiful it is. And then when I look at the mountains here in Vegas, they're brown. But if you look closely, I live close to Red Rock. So there's so many different hues of a brown. And then there's like the red. And I look at it and I'm still in awe because it's beautiful in its own way. You know, and if I want to be a part of this community, this Lahue, I have to take in what's here in front of me and um, just bring it with me wherever I go, including my aloha and my, you know, my Hawaiian Hawaiian-ness, Hawaiian spirit, um, and just share it with those around here that are not familiar with Hawaii and our people. Wonderful. That's fabulous. So it sounds like you do practice some of your the Hawaiian values and you share that spirit. So how is it there in Vegas? How Are you able to perpetuate things there when it comes to our culture? And how do you do it if you do? Uh, yes, definitely. Um, being that Hawaii is called the Ninth Island, we have a large lahui here um, that are from the Aina. And when I was born and raised in California, my tutu wahine, Carmen, uh, she is a 95-year-old feisty thing, still going, still kicking. But a lot of my, <laughs> my, a lot of my knowledge and my ike came from her. She always stressed the importance of sticking and staying close to your culture. And I say that because she is not Hawaiian. She was born and raised in Hawaii. She has a Hawaiian, uh, she had a Hawaiian husband. Her parents were Chinese. Her father was uh, Welsh, which is from the island of Wales. But she was born and raised there took in the culture, made it her own, and she's such a Hawaiian at heart. So that's that's where it was really instilled in me. So when we lived in California, my grandmother started her own civic club there. Um, wow. Yeah, and that was something that 
I was always a part of. Civic Club, we had hula. We were always um, immersed in all things Hawaiian through her. She made sure that we knew what it was like because we were born in California, all me and my siblings. So we'd visit, you know, back to the the aina every so often. But when you go for one or two weeks, you know, you got to take in everything really quickly. So well, moving here to Vegas, it was a little bit easier because the community here in Vegas, they lift each other up. They, they're all the Hawaiians, they crave the Hawaiian, they crave the local things. So we have a lot of Hawaiian food here, <laughs> which is good, which is not good in some sense because then you want to eat it all. But then it's good because when you feel like it, you can go out and grab, you know, your, your just cravings, local moko or something. I mean, <laughs> that's sim- simple, nice. but it's very comforting, you know, your comfort food. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, civic clubs out here there's so many organizations out here that um want to keep the culture alive nice i love that well so i know there's some a lot of opportunities out there for our kanaka or for anybody that lives out in vegas so can you share a little bit about some opportunities meaning that like employment careers activities and so on well, yes, um, I do that with my children as well. Since all my children still live in Hawaii um, and my mo'upuna, I want to get them kind of off the rock, you know, so that they can experience something different. I mean, Hawaii will always be there and we can always go back. And that's our end goal. We always want to end up in Hawaii, which that's in my future when, I don't know. Um, but I will end up back there someday. And to be with my family in Ohana. But while we're here, I want them to come and experience something different. Come to come to Vegas. My son works for my son-in-law works for uh, a company in Hawaii Southern com- Southern Wine and Spirits and that's in Campbell Industrial and they have um, a location here in Vegas. So it's easy for him to transfer. And while they're here, you can travel everywhere. You can experience something different. You know, there's things you're going to like, not like. And it's it's hard. It's not easy. It's not an easy transition, especially for people and local people coming from Hawaii. But financially and the opportunities that here that are here are, are just something to partake of. You know, try it. It's like the saying, you try it. If you like it, that's cool. If you don't, then you can try something different. There's always other opportunities. Nice. Yeah, financially, I'm sure that those activities are way cheaper than Hawaii. (laughs) And yeah, just being able to travel and, you know, be part of the school of life and just go from one place to the other. Correct. Because it's so big out there, out Mm -hmm. away from the island. Yeah. Yes. So my ka'i. I know you're doing some activities or at least some things with the community yeah so can you share a little bit about what you do of course um i am retired by choice in 2019 so i wanted to uh, be a bigger part of the community and share in the um, cultural practices that are already here and that are still up and coming as well um, I currently work with an organization called Island Envy. 
and it was started by a local boy, Malcolm Alo, who's from Waianae. Um, and the whole uh, platform is to uh, be able to lift our Native Hawaiian and Pacific Islander community here in Las Vegas, since we need to continue to be around each other because we're away from the Aina, you know, how Hawaiians gravitate toward Hawaiian. But it's also to assist us in um, making healthier choices with food, um, to stop smoking, because um, statistics show that our population has one of the highest rates of diabetes, blood pressure, you know, heart, heart problems. So it's just to um, keep us healthy, keep us around, you know, for our mo'opuna, their children, you know, we want to be here for our families and to enjoy one another while we still can. So it's been a wonderful, wonderful experience. And this past summer in June, we did our inaugural explorations type of uh, program for our Kiki here. It was called Inspire. And it was for children between the ages of sixth grade to 12th grade. And we immersed them in all things Hawaiian. We, we had local instructor, in, excuse me, instructors that came out to teach Hawaiian language, uh, hula, ukulele. We had um, all kinds of stuff. And these kids, most of them were born and raised here in the mainland. So they are not familiar or they haven't been exposed to it. Oh, just thinking about it, I can see their faces, how excited they were, their smiles. They were really, really into it. And we chose the word inspire for our program name so that it touched the children and get them inspired to start doing their own research and start immersing their own self and their own ohanas into um, their our rich culture. You know, it's, it's, it's sad, you know, they all go back and visit family, but practicing is different. You know, if your family doesn't practice it in your household, you know, you don't know much and you just go to all the events here in Vegas and you, you know, you kind of touch on it here and there, you know, you're like, oh yeah, you know, that was real Hawaiian, but to really get into the culture and the practices, you know, this is something that we've wanted to do for so long. And hopefully next year we can have a week long one and they can dorm and then be together, you know, at that time and really um, feel from the other haumana, you know, all the excitement and just inspiring one another. So hopefully that works out next year. We're already excited trying to plan that. So. Wow, I love it. That is so awesome. I mean, you know, we do have, yeah, people that ha that move for different reasons away from our homeland, yeah? And now they're having babies, and a lot of the babies don't know about that mm -hmm. culture part. So to be able to um, provide yeah. a venue for them, just like the commitment exploration, that's what it kind of sounds like to me, and that is awesome. Yes. That's awesome. We really, yes. really need that for our keiki. So mahalo for doing that. Definitely. Thank you. Yeah. Well, mahalo to Malcolm Alo and Jill Munmitsu. Mun you know, we 
it's just us three at the moment, but we have um, Cece Cullen, who you interviewed um, this month or last month. She's starting up her own La Lama Lama um, series that's going to be basically for Ohana, though. So it's so that the whole Ohana can come out. It's not just a certain age group, but everybody can come out, share, and that way they can go back home and practice at home together. You know, it's just going to be so, so interesting and so much fun to learn with her because she'll be bringing in different uh, kumu that are specialized or have knowledge in particular fields. You know, it's not just going to be one thing. She's going to mix it up and put it all in there. You know, one big mixing pot. Yeah. Just everybody come out and enjoy. My kai. Yeah, we really need that for our keikis. Um so how can people connect with you guys if they want to become part of that or at least send their children to that event that you just spoke about? How can they connect with you? Yeah, uh, we do have a website. It's www.islandnv.org. And we also have a um, app, a phone app you can sign up for, and it'll send you uh, emails and messages about the different events that we're holding so that you can keep in touch. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, we had um, we have Ohana nights that people can come out bring their ohana, spend family time together, because we all know everybody's busy. So it's one set time where everybody can have family time together, um, mix with our community and meet new people. So it's always a fun time and everything's always free. So that's another big thing. I mean, where do you find things around here that are free? So we're, we're very lucky to have um, grants that we are able to provide this for our lahui here. Wow, that is awesome. Yeah, that opportunity for our lahui, that is great. But when I hear you say that it's free, I know there's always a cost there. So to be able to have sponsors, that is awesome too. So if anybody out there know, knows anyone that want to help sponsor, this sounds to me like a great activity, a great venue to really support. So mahalo for doing yes, that. Thank you so definitely. much. Yeah, sure. well, <clears throat> I really I enjoy it. I'm really enjoying talking story with you and I'm sure we can continue for hours, <laughs> but I, I know we, <laughs> we both have lives. So I was just wondering before we end, do you have some kind of message that you would like to share, especially being a Kanaka living away from our homeland? You know, if anybody is thinking of moving or either moved already, is there some kind of message that you want to share with the Lahui? Um, yes, uh, definitely. Uh, a lot of people think about it and they have family members or people that have moved away and they're encouraging them to do so. Um, what I would say is to just do it. You know, we, we've known since the last two, three years that life is short, things happen, you know, Hawaii will always be there and it will always be your home. Just like I hope to return home one day, but there's a lot of opportunities out there. Just do it. I think the biggest thing is just do it. <laughs> Everything will work out if it's supposed to work out. And if it doesn't, you know, you're, you'll figure out a way, especially our next generation. We need them to delve more into our culture, to be proud, be knowledgeable and share it with those around us. Um, 
not just what they see and people still see TV and movies and that's not the real Hawaii. You know, as much as they're trying to be authentic nowadays, if it's personally shared by someone, it has more meaning to it. It has a face to it. You know, you can, everybody has different experiences. You got to listen to your kupuna before, you know, it's too late. They have wonderful stories that they can tell you all about how Hawaii was, all the things that they used to do. You know, you, everybody in their family has a rich history as well that they should take advantage of while they can. That is a wonderful message. Thank you so much. I love it. Yeah. Um, just go out and do it. It's pretty much what you're saying. Go mm -hmm. experience the yeah. world, but still connect with your culture. Make sure you're helping with perpetuating. That's what I'm hearing from you. Connect with your kupuna. Definitely. You know, because it really, those, that advice to me helps to keep a person grounded. Yeah. So Correct. Correct. So what a great message. Thank you so much. Thank you again for sure. being here today and sharing with us. And I'm so proud of you for being out there and representing our Kanaka <laughs> and just doing a wonderful job. And I wish you all the best. I wish you all the best. Hopefully, maybe, mahalo, mahalo. maybe one day we can connect again and have you on the podcast. And then you can give us an update about what's happening with Sure. You living abroad, uh, especially hearing about what's happening with that organization you're working with. So you keep going. Definitely. I would love to. Thank you. Awesome. Just hold on and keep doing it. So mahalo again. And thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Auntie Max. I appreciate this. Well, we've come to the end of another session. I hope you found value in today's episode. If so, please share it with your family and friends. And of course, before you leave, make sure you subscribe so you can get early notifications whenever an episode is released. And please leave me a feedback either on your favorite podcast app or on my social media accounts under Hawaii Abroad. I hope you have a my cut you week and hope that you tune in again here at Hawaii Abroad Audio Podcast. This is Auntie Max signing out. Aloha!